All right. Thanks for joining us. This is the Kids on a Pitch podcast. This is uh, we focus on Scholastic. We focus on youth soccer here in Western Pennsylvania, mostly. Um, this is John Krasinski of Pittsburgh Soccer Now. Uh, I've got some guests, very special guests with me today. Uh, a few players from North Catholic, um, Oliver Joseph, Marcus Kurtz, and uh, Devin Paschel. Um, we're, you're here for a special reason, aren't you, today? Uh, maybe, Devin, I'd let you, let you talk about why, uh, why we're talking to you today. So the reason uh, Pittsburgh Soccer Now has brought me on very graciously of them tonight, um, when I was born, I was diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy, and I was born with club feet, which means both my feet were totally turned inside like this. Instead of being straight up, they were like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had viewers that overcome many, many obstacles. Inward, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what they did is they tried, they were like this. So I would wear bra- like casks and braces that would stretch them out so that they would come back to the center. Because if I, if I tried to put them like this, they'd just eventually fall back to the middle. So they tried to put them out so they just come back to, you know, together to go straight. But I've been through many casts, many surgeries. Um, I used to come to school in wheelchairs. Uh, yeah, many, many obstacles. But when I got to high school, my parents were very unsure if uh, they are going to let me play soccer. But they did, and it's definitely been a very fun experience for me. Well, um we're definitely Oliver and Marcus. I'm not going to keep you hanging, but I just want to say hello and welcome you to the podcast. Um, it's great to have you both here too. I mean, are you guys excited about um, about being here and talking uh, North Catholic soccer and talking North Catholic versus Mars? And then obviously Devin's Devin's story as well. It's it's pretty uh, pretty uh, inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I've known Devin for a really long time now, and I never actually realized that he was going through all of that. I just thought like, I, I never actually knew as like a younger, at a younger age, but now that I'm older and realize what he's gone through and how much he's pushed himself and everything, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Devin is, has always been a role model for me to just keep on like working hard, no matter how bad it gets, you know, just to keep on pushing through. So Devin, just, Walk us through maybe when you're a youth soccer player and you're going through this experience, what was it like? Were you, uh, did you get a chance to play when you were younger? Did you have uh, interruptions because of, you know, the different uh, things that you were dealing with, whether you were in braces or, um, you know, yeah. different procedures and stuff? So it was nice when I played um, younger youth soccer. I've never played club, but I played at St. Killian's right across the street from North Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was the coach. So that definitely helped me, I feel like. But um, I wasn't always a goalkeeper. I'd switch between goalkeeper and defender. Um, But I'd come home after a game, after practice, my feet just killing me, my muscles just hurting, Um, everything just – it was just like battle, battle, battle. Um, And that's that's exactly why they were unsure if they're going to let me play high school soccer. But uh, we talked to our former coach, and – he was like, yeah, we can just set a accommodations aside for Devin and we'd love to have him on the team. So. So when you were younger, did you ever I mean, in terms of. Did you ever feel limitations or were you just a kid and you just have that mentality that like, I just want to go out and I want to play, uh, you know, you never felt limitations. Did you feel 
you know, that you were being held back or, or you, you just didn't know better? <laughs> I, I knew the limitations were there, but I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to play soccer and I knew that I would have to push through no matter what. So when I was on the field, it wasn't like my mind was thinking, oh, my feet are going to hurt so bad for this. It was let's play the game. Let's get this win. Let's celebrate. I'll worry about the pain at a later time. So, I, I mean, I knew the limitations were there, but they weren't my focus. And then you, you talked about your parents. I'm sure it's to go through anything like this. I'm sure it impacts the entire family. Yes, definitely. Let's talk about your, your family's involvement and, and how they've um, helped you through this. So uh, like my uh, like I said before, my dad was the coach at Killian's. So that definitely helped me develop as a player and everything and helped me get playing time and um, be on the field, even fighting through these uh, battles and limitations. But um, what were you saying, Mom? <laughs> she, she said something down there. Bring her on. Tell Come over here, Mom. Oh, jeez. Don't be shy. She, 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 she was yelling. She was whispering things when I was talking. I, don't worry. She's not going to be on camera. We're not doing this on, on video. No, it's, it's fine. It's cool. Um, here you go, mom. Oh, geez. Sorry, guys. Hi. Hi. This is my mom. I'm Lisa. Hello. No, we were just talking about Devin and his family support. What, what were some of the key things that, you know, in terms of going through what he's gone through, especially when he was younger, um, and, and helping, encouraging him. And what, what, what was, what did, what did the family, what was the family's involvement in terms of, you know, um, it, it was interesting to, to say the least. Um, cause Devin, as he said, was always at doctor's appointments or therapy and, you know, we'd run from school right to therapy and I'd have the other two boys sitting on the ground doing their homework while he was going through therapy. And, um, you know, they went through a lot with him also, um, and I think it was, it was hard for them to watch him hurting, you know? And I do remember when Devin was seven, he said to me, mom, will you pray for me? So it's true. He said, will you pray for me? Cause my feet hurt so bad. And, um, as a mother that breaks your heart and you know, what, do you, where do you go from there? So, um, yeah, when we found out he had muscular dystrophy, it was, it was actually shocking to us. Uh, he has a limb girdle muscular dystrophy and it's, um, a rare form of muscular dystrophy. So they really can't tell Devin what his future is going to look like. So it's just kind of, as he goes, they're going to, you know, follow him and make sure that they can help him and, you know, give him the best service that they can give him. But, um, the one, the one day we were invited to a, um, a, a penguin game with the muscular dystrophy and Devin and I had seen some of the kids there that had so many more issues than Devin did. And that day we left there and Devin and I said, we have to help make a difference and help these kids because they're not able to do half of the things or any of the things that you can do. And we went on to raise how much? 20, 25,000 grand wow. first year. No, no, not that no, was all together. All together. Yeah. Oh. All together. Well, yeah. I meant the walk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was all together. But um, that's when we decided that, it, you know, we would make a difference, help, you know, helping others and helping ourselves along the way then too. So. And I'm sure that this is something that once your teammates at North Catholic knew, or, you know, it was put a little bit more well-known, it was something that 
the school wanted to get behind her, the team and the booster club and, you know, the, the soccer programs. Um, Oliver and Marcus, maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody just, uh, everybody's kind of gotten behind Devin with the whole thing and try to support him as much as possible. And I mean, we just want to see him do good and be able to not even just about soccer, but go on and live a strong, healthy life. And, yeah, but, exactly. you know, the awareness that Devin, that you had to think about others and think about the, the greater cause as well. I think that's something to, to definitely, I tip you cap, tip my cap to you in terms of that, uh, you know, recognizing that um, being involved with muscular dystrophy association and September is muscular dystrophy awareness month as well. So uh, this has all come together and uh, it's, it's a pretty fun, exciting thing to be able to do this. Uh, and this is your senior year. So I'm sure you're extra yeah. excited about this. Very excited. Yes. And, and one thing most people don't realize is that I have this stuff, they don't see it. Um, most, most parents and even my friends, when I like new friends when i tell them i have muscular dystrophy or i was born with club feet they are shocked they don't see it because i i don't talk about it i play through it you would not see it in me from day to day because i just don't i don't complain i just do my thing and go on with life well and i will i will be right in first in line of course be uh, as a uh, you know reporter uh doing my job covering the wpil final last year i'm writing about you i'm I'm tweeting about you. I'm saying this kid is just doing everything he can to keep his team in the game. I mean, you, you're playing against Quaker Valley team, you know, very, very well. Um, and they have so much talent and so many good players and crazy. You made 14 saves in that match. I mean, we don't talk about that's, that's Tim Howard at the world cup against Belgium number. I mean, that's, that's pretty good stuff there, Devin. Thank you. Um, guys, what, you know, what was it, what's it like to have Devin uh, behind you there uh, on the field? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice because I've known Devin and I have like a, a connection with him. So we always have like a chemistry with him. You know, I'm, I'm always inside his head. He's always in, inside of mine and just know exactly what, what we're go, going to do. And the connection with that just helps the team so much better whenever everyone else is super connected. So uh, before we get into the matchup, um, with Mars. And I think that's pretty exciting that North Catholic and Mars are playing in the same section now. Definitely um, was a hyped up matchup. Yeah. And it means your school's getting bigger and you're playing against a lot of really good teams all the time. Not that two a wasn't difficult. Um, but you know, I'm sure that's pretty exciting too, but, um, but before we do that, just get into, um, any of the festivities, people who may be coming to the game. So the, start of the game time has been moved to 345 on third yep. this thursday i believe that's the 29th uh september 29th 345 at jc stone field uh which is if you go back in north catholic's history was a uh, it's kind of been back and forth playing games there over the years but um you do have a, a home field at at on campus but they're, they're going to play this game at jc stone um but yeah, any, anything else that people would want to know about the, the game, the festivities, um, uh, being that it's muscular dystrophy awareness game? Um, I'm not, I, I oh yes, um, everyone who comes to the game is going to receive a, a blue Gatorade in honor of the muscular dystrophy awareness uh, month. And everyone's going to get a smiley cookie from Eden Park as well. 
Well, that means if you have the day or the afternoon off and you want to get a walk around the, the lake at North Park, and then you get a Gatorade after. I think that sounds like a good plan. Or maybe not only that, there's all it's also I can tell you now it's gonna be a good matchup. It was a good matchup the first game. Absolutely. Um Mars has beat Hampton. Um we went into overtime with Hampton 3-2. I think it's going to be a good matchup. We both both the teams have improved over the season and I think we're ready for the rematch. Well, and you you're doing my job and I appreciate that cuz you know, I'm slacking here. Um but yeah, no. So talk about this matchup. I mean, first of all, you guys have moved up to 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 3A this year, which has been like I said, it's it's a little bit more of a gauntlet um playing in the same section as Mars. Um Kiski's having a great year. Yes. And you've got Hampton. I mean, you, your section has the last two defending 3A champions. So welcome to 3A, guys, right? But you're right there. You're right in the mix. You're playing better. And Mars is, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, right now I see, you're, you know, you're three and three in section, which is, you know, you're right there with those teams. And you're um, three, four and two overall. But you, knowing North Catholic, you play a, a tough non-conference schedule. Um, so each of you maybe talk about, uh, the season so far and, uh, you know, your aspirations and want to get back to the playoffs and hopefully get back to the WPIL finals. Um, I'll start off by uh, just saying like, um, three, a is definitely a big and better competition for us. I mean, no hate on any of the two, a teams, but I feel like last year when we played teams like Elwood city and Mohawk, it's just a, a give me game. I'd rather have a game where it's like every night win right. or lose basically. And I feel like that's given to us this season. Um, three and three right now, uh, three, four and two overall. Uh, we tied Alderdice and Fairview in the Mars like tournament to four, eight, four eight teams. I think is Fairview. Four I'm not sure about Fairview, but I, yeah, if Alderdice, three, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Scrimmage against central Catholic. We tied them zero, zero. So it's been good so far, but um, I think three A's definitely brought us better matchups, better competition, and gave us something a little bit more to work for to reach playoffs and hopefully go on a good run again. For sure, I mean, you play like when you play Highlands or Indiana, like those are not those are not easy matches. To, um, yeah, it's, a good, it's still a good game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, Oliver and Marcus, just again. In terms of your approach, you know, last year, Quaker Valley, you got real far. I thought 2A last year, that final four was really tough. And for you guys to get to that point and get past, Ambridge was really tough last year. Um, You know, you had a really difficult section last year as well. Um, But there's some really good teams in 2A. There's always Deer Lakes lurking and Shadyside. And, you know, you guys went through that gauntlet um, and then, this competition this year against 3A, I think you just talk about that. Will that prepare you for games like tomorrow and for the playoffs up ahead? Yeah, so uh, I feel like last year in 2A, the uh, our section was definitely obviously proved to be the best section in 2A oh, yeah. with three out of four of our teams making playoffs, ending up uh, all in the state playoffs. So – I think all of our regular season games are more like playoff games every single night. And I think definitely last year, it really showed us what kind of game and mentality we have to bring to be able to compete and win against teams like Kiski, Hampton and Mars. 
Yeah, it's just like the competition is always there. And as Marcus said in 2A, at times it it was lacking. But, you know, I feel like next year with the underclassmen who are now going to be used to, to, to 3A, North Catholic is going to be a dangerous team. You know, everyone is going to be used to this 3A level. And hopefully they per- perform well in the future. Well, guys, talk about some of your teammates. You, you're, you're all seniors. So you're, you seems like you. 13 of us, I think, right? Yeah, Something yeah, like 12 that. Or 13, Twelve or thirteen of us. Crazy. Um, me personally, I've been playing with a bunch of them for a while. Um, just like Oliver and Rosario Alessandro, uh, we both went to Killian, so I have that chemistry with them. Marcus, I've known my whole life. Um, we always used to play sports together, so we'd be on different fields. Um, used to play baseball together as well. Um. I can't even think. Andre Giannata, he transferred from Seneca. Um, great to have him on the team. Really good player. Physical, checks to the ball, everything. Uh, Chris Smith. Every, every, I, can't, I can't talk enough about every, every single one of the seniors, to be honest. They all play a special role on this team, I must say. In the junior class as well. Well, that's what I was kind of alluding to, you saying, you know, the younger players will be prepared for, the, to, for being 3A and um, it's important to get, I mean, to get that experience now, um, down the road, it's, it's a pretty big senior class this year though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, you know, let's talk about Mars. You know, you said you, the earlier matchup was one was close. Um, you know, just talk about Mars, you know, Chris Knopf is an excellent coach over there. They, it just seems like they're always good, no matter what. Even when it feels like they're having a down season, they're just very competitive, solid. They know who they are. They play a certain style. They're Defensively, they're always really tough to score on, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've watched Mars for a while. I mean, they made that huge run 2020 to the state championship. Um, so did the girls team. Mm-hmm. So props to them for that. Um, they have 3A um, – the word 3a they're like used to 3a they've been in 3a they're used to hampton they're used to playing kiski um so they definitely have the experience of playing 3a but they're well coached they play hard they bring a fight to the game and it was it was one one a half time last the last game we were up one one nail for i think like how long do you think it was marcus and oj uh we were up one nothing for the majority of the first half because we scored barely early. Yeah, very it was like the first, like, 17 we scored. Yeah, it was very early that we scored, and then they put one in. What? Did they put one in the second half? No, I'm pretty sure first? it was 1-0 the entire first half. Yeah. And, then, and then, then the second half, they just came out super, yeah. like, fired up and ready, and they caught us off guard, and then they tucked one in pretty quickly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think in the first Yeah, five, Yeah, that's right. Second half, and then... We just couldn't get anything going after that. So I'd say they're definitely a second half team. That's something to watch out for. They they go to that locker room and they they come out pumped up, and they want it. So yeah, and this is the beginning really of a of a tough stretch that you'll you'll face. Um, you'll get a chance to play out of conference against Gateway, which is good because you want to see kind of where you stand. Maybe that'll help you with seating after. You know, if, if you if you can get pull through for the playoffs and uh, and then, of course, you got to go Indiana, Kiski, Highlands and Hampton. So there's no nights off, is there, yep. guys? No, I mean, we definitely got to show up for all those games. Uh, 
it'd be nice to go on a little seven zero stretch at the end of the second half of the season to secure a playoff spot and hopefully boost our spot from where we are right now. I think we're number 16 right now. So we're right well, on we, that. My, our projections on Pittsburgh soccer now are completely unofficial. So nobody should ever, <laughs> they could read them and talk about them and argue about them. But, but, but I, I would say they are unofficial. It's something to look at and say, hey, I don't, I don't want to be that 16 seed. Let's work hard. Let's get that 7-0 win streak going, and let's right. make something out of ourselves. So, well, yeah, if if I remember correctly, last season you kind of ended, you kind of were meddling there in the middle, yeah. and then you got hot at yeah. the end, right? We ended yeah. at the uh, ninth seed last year, and we had to take on the eighth seed, the first seed, and I believe the fourth seed to get to the Whitfield Championship. And then take on the second team, Quaker Valley, in the championship. Well, having a senior uh, group and that's been through this, I, you know, I would think that there's definitely going to be a lot of confidence um, in your group. But it's like I said, each night's going to be a challenge um, for sure. Um, talk. I mean, I know we're focused on the Mars game and the muscle dystrophy night, but um, since I have you on the podcast, um, just talk a little bit about some of the other teams in your section. Just curious to know. Um, you know, in uh, let's uh, what has made Kiski so good this year? Well, Kiski, uh, Anders, their uh, midfielder, he just committed to Memphis. He controls the whole game. He can the game that we played him. I don't know. There was just some things that I've never seen out of a high school soccer player that he was pulling out with through balls, shots, everything. He was he just controlled the game. Even whenever he didn't ha have the ball, I was always like looking at him and making sure like where he was because he's just such a such a threat on and, and off the ball. You just have to you know keep an eye on him. And I and I, and I definitely add there too. Um, he he was just watching that whole team play. Um, whenever they would get like right uh, uh um above the eighteen box, um they'd be calm with the ball, passing it around not even shooting, just passing. And they, they do one touch, even a two touch, quick little pass. And they'd be calm collected um, before they got a shot off. They're all like built the same too. They're all tall and lanky and they, they can shoot, they can dribble, they have skills. So definitely a threat team. From what I understand too, a, a like you, like your group, but a senior laden group that's been through the three, a battles. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and then Hampton, you know, they were last year. That was that's who the, they, Hampton was last year. They were they had a lot of seniors, and um, what a special season they had last year. I mean, nobody. I, I I don't think any too many people gave them much of a chance last year, and they pulled it out and beat West Allegheny a couple times. And yeah. you know that that was a really good team. But what are they like this year? Uh, they're uh, they're pretty solid all around. They have. Uh two really good attackers up top that kind of control their offense. Uh, Luke Fiscus, and then I'm not 100% sure what the other kid's name is, but he's number nine. He's quick and shifty and can make things happen, and those two up top are a really dangerous combo. One thing one thing I'd say for Hampton, their counterattacks, if we, if we miss a shot and their keeper gets it, it's roll it out. And they're up. They get they get up so fast, and they're ready to attack Argyle. So that's definitely something I would um, give them props for is their counterattacks. 
And then, of course, Mars. We've talked about Mars. So that's what's that's what you guys are facing the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, guys, Devin, Oliver, Marcus, thanks so much for joining me um, again. Before we wrap it up, just want to talk about muscle dystrophy awareness. Um, I guess it's day now uh, at the North Catholic Mars game will be on Thursday, uh, 3.45 kickoff, I believe, at J.C. Yeah. Stone Field in basically in North Park. Um, so if you're out looking for uh, watch, want to see some good soccer action, support a great cause. Uh, it'll be on Thursday at 3.45, Thursday, September 29th. Um, guys, again, thanks for joining me on any final parting shots or, or just what are the keys to victory on Thursday? I'll start with Oliver and Marcus. The key to, uh, to, uh, to victory is just to come out hard and pumping, you know, you have to bring it hundred percent at the very beginning of, of the game. Cause we know Mars is going to come out strong in the second half as they proved that in our first game against them. So you have to be mentally ready for what is about to happen and, you know, not back down. I think uh, we need to play a full game of soccer. I don't think we've really played a full, what, 80 minutes, 80 minutes yet. I think we're only playing like halves almost. And the other teams are kind of getting the upper hand on us when we kind of aren't playing at our best like we know how to. So I think we just need to come out and play a full 80 minutes of soccer and the rest will speak for itself. And Devin, your thoughts on uh, the game and just, you know, this this, I'm sure this week is going to be feel like a whirlwind for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I appreciate anything and everything that anyone does for um, the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Um, being someone who's dealt with it, but also um, luckily having such a rare disease that I can still be active and play. Um, I don't wish it on anyone that anyone has to deal with what I know some of these kids have had to uh, deal with or even adults. Um so please, please donate. Um, I want to help research. I want to help everyone get back to a normal life they should be living and be active. But for Thursday, all I say is who wants it more? I mean, who's going to play with more heart? Who's going to play with more grit? Who is going to want it more and come out on top? That's all. Well, it should be a great game. Uh, and finally, Devin, you mentioned donate. Um, I understand, and I thought I saw you did have a, uh, a page yourself. Uh, yep. You were the goal on it. I don't know if you want to mention that as well. I think it's I think it's just mda.org, and I think you can uh, look up Devin Pascal or yeah. something like that. But also on Instagram, there's NC um, Boys Soccer Boosters, and they posted the QR code and everything. Um, there's a there, there should be a QR code somewhere. I can see if I can send it to you maybe and we can get it out there. All right. I believe I have a link. So I was going to share that when I post this as well. So anyone listening, just look at the post on Pittsburgh soccer now and throughout our coverage leading up to and uh, at the game on Thursday, we will be there. Uh, we will have our coverage team. Uh, Ed Thompson will be there taking pictures. Uh, he's taken pictures of North Catholic boys soccer before. So you guys will, will be uh, just make sure you look, okay for the camera um i'm sure it's more about performance than looks but anyway um yeah so ed will be there um and we will have uh, additional coverage team as well uh some uh, those we'll, we'll post that information as we get closer to thursday but guys again thank you for joining me and uh, good luck on thursday thank you thank you so much for having me all right guys yeah, thank
All right, uh, that was the a couple of player, players from North Catholic. That was really um, a really good segment. I want to thank them for being on. Uh, Devin Peschel uh, is really an inspiration, and he is he defines in my eyes the example of someone who when they set their mind to doing something that they're going to do it. They're, they may have some obstacles standing in their way. Um, but being diagnosed with a rare muscular dystrophy um, disorder um, at a very, very young age, which, which is common with muscular dystrophy um, and it's genetic um, uh, disease, uh, neuromuscular. Um, but as he talked about some of the challenges he had with his feet uh, changing shape, you know, direction and shape. And, and it's just remarkable that he can play a goalkeeper position uh, at the level he has played. He, uh, last year, I wouldn't have known this until I found out about this this year, uh, ahead of this fundraiser that, you know, I'm covering him in WPIL final. He's making tons of saves against one, the best team in the state, bar, bar none, Quaker Valley, team that ended up winning not only the WPIL, but the state championship. And he was standing on his head, as I said earlier, like a Tim Howard-esque performance uh, like Tim Howard did in the World Cup back in 2014, making, uh, I think, 15 or 16 saves against Belgium. But that that's the kind of, I mean, a lot of, it takes a lot of heart, dedication, support from his family. Uh, and of course, he has the support of his entire the community uh, because uh, his school community, because the North Catholic community uh, and Mars uh, will be out in full force uh, to support muscular dystrophy uh, day uh at the at that game on thursday so we are excited uh, uh pittsburgh soccer now to be a part of that i'm very excited about that and it actually should be a very uh important game really if you look at the standings in the wpil in section uh there are section one in 3a and we've talked all year long about how strong 3a is we are past a halfway point now we are past a halfway point of the season and many of the teams have already played each other once this is going to be the second go around from mars and north catholic and right now they're right next to each other in the standings i mean mars has the lead you know in the that they're they've got the stronghold right now on third place uh, actually tied with hampton for second they're both five and two uh, it, but north catholic's there they're three and three they need a, they need a couple wins though they kind of clear get themselves clear over highlands who are right behind them by one game and also indiana so highlands and indiana are competitive teams in a really 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 difficult section as i mentioned earlier this is a section boys soccer that has won the piaa championship the last two years so <laughs> i mean this this is this is this is some really good competition. So for North Catholic to have to go from 2A and, and move up to 3A and to be be right in the mix there. I mean, they're three and three. Uh, I think they could they definitely their second go around with talented team with a lot of seniors to they, they like them. They definitely want another crack at Mars. They want to crack at uh, Kiski. They lost to Kiski two nothing. Their loss to Mars was three to one. <clears throat> And of course, Hampton, uh, the defending PIAA champions, they lost three to two. So we know they could score goals. We know they've got defensive support in front of Devin. 
uh, Pashel, but they, they also uh, can be a solid unit uh, overall. So I think one thing that we learned about North Catholic last year is that they really turned it on late in the season and made a tremendous run. Nobody saw it coming and they made it all the way to the Whitfield finals and to the state semifinals. So, um, so it should be a, a good match. So while uh, we are here, might as well um, talk a little bit more about 3A since we're on that topic. So where does North Catholic come in? You know, they feel like, well, we're around a 16 seed right now if they were to make the playoffs, but a couple good wins, they play gateway out of section two uh, after the, the Mars game on Thursday, they play gateway, I believe um, on Saturday. Uh, and those are important games, those non-section games, because what happens is the vote, the committee, the WPIL committee, soccer committee that does the seeding for the playoffs will definitely look at those non-section wins as important wins or ties if they have to be ties. So all those non-section games are very, very important. But just to kind of overview on section on uh, class 3A, uh, see what North Catholic and Mars are up against this year. Uh, we're looking at for the, you know, heading into the end of the regular season and into the postseason. Moon is right now, we saw Moon, Pittsburgh Soccer Now covered a couple of Moon games early in the season at the Pine Richland tournament. And since we've seen them, and they still haven't lost a match. They're 8-0 in section, they're 9-0-1. That one draw was to North Allegheny. And that's a team with Ryan Copay, uh, you know, Akron, future Akron um, commit. And he with the ball at his feet uh, in the middle, kind of directing traffic and, and, and he can do a lot of really good things um, in the middle or if they need to have him push up and be an attacker. So far, they are without a blemish. And uh, Jordan Smith's South Fayette squad is nipping um, kind of at the heels there as second place in section two. And that's followed by Central Valley and Ambridge, Montour and, the program that we're all maybe a little bit surprised to see has dropped a bit is West Allegheny at three and five in section and three, seven and oh overall. Of course, they lost so many quality senior players from last year's team that made it to the WPIL finals and in the state playoffs. So, um, and then section three is kind of that sneaky sleeper team there, uh, a couple teams there that could make some noise in the playoffs. And that's Thomas Jefferson and Bethel Park. So Thomas Jefferson's right now holding the edge, um, but they are seven and one in 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 their section uh, with Bethel Park right there. You know, Bethel Park dropping down from four A was always in that four A section of death in the south, and uh, have a, it's a kind of a, a a new opportunity for that program, Bethel Park, and they've they've done well this year. They're seven and three overall and six and two in section uh, and right there with them, Trinity and Connellsville, uh, Laurel Highlands and Ringgold all have chance to still make the playoffs. So it should be competitive the last few weeks in section three. And then finally in section four, that's our friend Raph Kolinkowski, who was uh, last on podcast we did uh, was our special guest head coach at Plum. And just like Moon, Plum is in the driver's seat in that section right now. Uh, and probably at the time you listen to this, um, where this is a big match coming up, I believe tomorrow as well. Plum will be taking on Franklin Regional and their, their section rivals, longtime section rivals. So Plum is eight and oh, Franklin Region, Regional is seven and one. 
And that should be a good match. That's, you know, that would be at Plum. And if they could get the sweep of Franklin Regional, this would be the first year in, in a while where they have swept the Franklin Regional and will be in the drivers pretty much for all intents and purposes win section four. But they've got Franklin Regional gateways right there at five and three, uh, seven and four. And Penn Trafford, who we also saw earlier this year at the Pine Richland tournament, has really bounced back well. Um, you know, they're six and six overall, but they're five and three in section. And uh, they're showing some that they're, they're, they're a playoff team right now, um, just over the line uh, ahead of Penn Hills, who were a surprise playoff team a year ago. So it, it's interesting seeing Penn Trafford and Bethel Park in this section uh, in 3A and North Catholic and all teams that were not part of 3A last year and in the mix, making this what will be, I think, a really, really good um, 3A battle, really. It's going to be no matter whoever comes out of 3A this year, out of the WPIL, will be, I think, will be well tested and be prepared to make a deep run. The western side of the state has done very, very well, as we know, as we said already, Mars in 2020, Hampton in 2021, both taking the, the titles, uh, the state titles. So I think that the 3A this year, again, I think we're all looking forward to that. So, um, so that's where 3A stands and it should be a, a real fun fight to the finish and a lot of really competitive games the last few weeks. So to set the table, if you will, So yeah, to set the table, the season officially ends October 18th. The October 19th date is going to be when the selections will be made and the playoff brackets will come out. Uh, so really aren't selections per se. The teams will know that the teams that are qualified will be the first four teams in every section across the board, both in boys and girls soccer. And we get to October 19th, and we'll know a lot more. We'll see uh, what teams will, will make it. Uh, if there are ties in each section, those teams uh, will all enter the playoffs. And there will be maybe, quote unquote, play-in games played ahead of the first round. Um, but that will set the table. The playoffs will begin probably most likely on the 22nd of October. That's a Saturday. Uh, the 20 continuing on the 24th, the first round games, we'll probably see later that week, um, the 26th and 27th will make up the, the quarterfinal round. And then the semifinal round will take place on Saturday, October 29th and uh, Halloween day, the 31st. Uh, we probably we anticipate semifinal round uh, matches. And then, of course, Highmark Stadium. So only with the caveat that if the Pittsburgh Riverhounds were playing a home game uh, on Saturday the 5th, would the WPIL get bumped? But as of now, that doesn't look like it's going to be very likely, um, barring a, um, a, a quite a surge from the Hounds. I, it looks like they'll probably be, if they're in the playoffs at that point, most likely will be on the road. But, hey, you never know, right? So uh, that's why the schedule, there's a little bit of flex. So for the WPIL finals, they will be, they're scheduled to be played Thursday, November 3rd, Friday, November 4th, and Saturday, November 5th. And that's where Pittsburgh soccer now, we will be there. Uh, probably a combination of myself, Matt Popchock, 
Ed Thompson and our crew will be on hand to provide coverage of the WPIL soccer playoffs and finals. So we're looking forward to a great finish. So we have, I'm very excited. You know, we are talking about muscular dystrophy today and supporting that cause. And next week, I'm, I won't give it away, but we are going to have another uh, very, very special guest who talk about uh, a very, very important topic. I'm looking forward to sharing that information um, in the coming week. And uh, again, very, very important topic. I think it uh, we want to hit and talk about. Um, and then, of course, as we get closer and the playoffs come near, um, look for some more previews, look for more content on Pittsburgh Soccer Now. Of course, we'll always have the schedules uh, every day posted and the scoreboard each evening or early in the morning. Uh, we'll be posting uh, throughout the course of the regular season, each time, each day, there's a, a full schedule of games. So please check out Pittsburgh Soccer now for all of that information. And then again, when we get to playoff bracket release day, stay with us. We will have the latest information. We will post all of the brackets and get into our playoff coverage at that time on October 19th. All right. Again, thanks um, to Devin. Oliver and Marcus for joining me. Great guests. It was a fun show and uh, we will look forward to talking to you again or seeing you again and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing a lot of people out at JC Stone Field this Thursday for North Catholic versus Mars. Until next week, thank you for joining us on Kids on the Pitch.